This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. So the Nesiva Shalom, the Nesiva Shalom asks the following question. He says that uh, Yosef reveals himself to his brothers like we mentioned. He could not withstand the emotion where he saw the unity that took place between his brothers in the, the defense of Binyamin and on the behalf of his father. And he finally says, Ani Yosef, And then the Siva Shalom asks the following question. He says, I don't understand. Since the last time that the brothers had met up with Yosef, Yosef had said, how's, my fa- how's the fa- your father doing? How's your father doing? And they said, our father is still alive. Now remember the sequence of events. They depart from Yosef, making their way back to Canaan. And one of Yosef's uh, servants goes ahead and pursues them, finds the goblet in Binyamin's sack, and brings them back. The brothers had not yet reached Canaan again. They had not yet reached Canaan again. Meaning, the brothers had no new information. And yet, what does Yosef do? Ani Yosef ha'od avichai. Is my, bro- is my father still alive? What's pshat? What do you mean my father's still alive? Whatever information that they shared about the welfare of their father since the last time they had seen their father had seen Yosef is the same information they'd, share, they'd be able to share again. What is Yosef doing? Why is he asking again? Very strange. Yosef has now revealed himself to his brothers. Everybody knows that they have the same father. And yet what does Yosef say? He doesn't say, Haod Avinuchai, is our father still alive? He says, Haod Avichai, is my father still alive? Why doesn't he say our father? Okay, so we have to try to understand the following. Two questions. Number one, what exactly is Yosef asking when he inquires the welfare of his father, knowing that they had not yet returned to Canaan? And number two, why does Yosef say, Ha'od Avichai, is my father still alive, when he really should have said, Ha'od Avinuchai, is our father still alive? Those are the two questions. There's a fascinating Beis HaLevi that I'm sure all of you are familiar with. I'll mention it very briefly. The Beis HaLevi asks a different question. The Medrash tells us that, that we learn out from Yosef in these words, that there's some rebuke in those words. And if the brothers, when they could not respond, they were left speechless, responded in that way. Imagine after 120 years, when we face HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we too are not going to be able to answer. And the Beis HaLevi asked the question, where do you see rebuke in those five words? All he does is reveal himself to his brothers. Where is there any rebuke? So the Beis HaLevi, if I just want to weigh your appetite, Rabbi Brand, the Beis HaLevi has an unbelievable vart. And the Beis HaLevi tells us that Yosef is not asking about the welfare of his father because they didn't have any new information as the Nesiva Shalom established, as the Beis HaLevi establishes. But rather, he's responding as a statement to what Yehuda is saying to him. What was the reason that Yehuda says that you can't hold on to Binyamin? So Yehuda says, you can't hold on to Binyamin because what's it going to do to my father? Says the Beis HaLevi something unbelievable. And I know I'm digressing for a moment. It's such an unbelievable Beis HaLevi that I have to share it with you. Says the Beis HaLevi, you know what Yosef responds? Yosef isn't asking a question. 
Yosef is making a statement. Yehuda, you're worried about Binyamin and how it's going to affect your father? Ani Yosef. You're talking to Yosef. Remember me? The brother you sold down the river? The brother that you didn't care how it was going to influence or impact or affect your father 22 years ago? If you weren't worried about me 22 years ago, why should I be concerned about your father and Binyamin now? The brothers hear those words and they start to shake. They start to be astonished. They have an inability to respond because Yehuda realizes that the very claim that they made, Yosef brings a direct contradiction to that claim. They had an inability to respond because there was a direct contradiction to that which they tried to convince Yosef to allow Binyamin to be liberated. Says the Medrash, quotes the Beis HaLevi, the same way the brothers had an inability to respond, there was no way for them to justify or to rationalize, is the same way that when we get up to Shemaim after 120 years, and HaKadosh Baruch is going to ask us, why did you do this? And why did you do that? Guess what? We're going to try to give our defense. We're going to try to rationalize. We're going to try to justify. And what's going to happen? The same way Yosef says the words, and Yosef Really, Yehuda? You're so worried about Binyamin and our father? What happened to me? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring a contradiction. He's going to bring a stira. He's going to say every single one of those justifications. Let me tell you something about those justifications. Let me show you why those justifications, those rationalizations have no merit, have no basis. That says the Medrash is what they saw in these words. And Yosef, Rabbi Goldberg loves to say that what does it mean to rationalize? It's actually a compound word. You know what the word rationalize means? Rational lies. That when you want to make yourself feel better, you'll justify, you'll rationalize the lies in your life. Rationalize. A powerful idea of the Beis Alevi. Incredible Yisod in recognizing what we could learn out from An Yosef HaOda Vichai. But that's not the Nesiva Shalom. The Nesiva Shalom says something unbelievable. And here we go. Second paragraph. Says the Nesiva Shalom. We have to backtrack for a moment. We have to try to understand the beginning of the story. What was the beginning of the story? Yosef is sold. They go ahead and they let Yaakov know with the, the blood-drenched sonus pasim, the multicolored coat. What's Yaakov's response? He refuses to be consoled. Says in the Siva Shalom, that doesn't sound like a Yaakov Avinu that we know. Normally, if you're a tzaddik, by definition, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, you're going to be okay with. What do you mean, What do you mean that I'm not going to be receptive, says Yaakov Avinu, to be consoled? If this is the Ratzon of Hashem, why am I going to not be receptive to it? Why am I not going to be open to it? How could it be that Yaakov Avinu, the great Yaakov Avinu, is not going to be open to the Ratzon Hashem? Can't be. Can't be. So what's Pshat? The truth is, and the Svarim, Api Kabbalah, Api Chasidus, tell us very often, and he's going to give a couple of examples of where we see this. 
where even though, even though the Av, even though one of the Avos wants to do the Ratzon of Hashem, so they're Evarim, they're Evarim, right? Take hold of them and do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. What I mean by that is, of course Yaakov Avinu was receptive to whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. But Hashem actually didn't want Yaakov to be consoled. Why wouldn't Yaakov want it to be consoled? Why did Hashem not want him to be consoled? We'll get to in a second. But he brings examples. For example, Vizel Shenemar Ba'avram. When it came to Avram Avinu, we actually mentioned this one time before. Vayishlach Avram es Yado. Avram sent forth his hand when it came to Ekedas Yitzchak. Vayikach es Hamaacheles. And he took the knife, Lishchot es Bino, to shech, to slaughter his son. I don't need the Torah to say that he put forth his hand to shecht his son. I think we would all understand if it, that if the Torah simply described that he shechted his son, we know that he used his hands. We don't need the Torah to say that he took his hands to shecht his son. And we understand that what does it mean? The hand of Avram actually withdrew, withdrew from going ahead and doing so. Because Avram Avinu really know that the Ratzon of Hashem was not to Shech Yitzchak. After all, we know Avram was meant to have the Kochve Shamayim, to have descendants like the stars in the heaven, like the stars on the beach. And so therefore, the real Ratzon Hashem was drawing him back. Yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took his hand and went and tried to Shech the sun to show that even though he is refusing it, if that's ultimately what he's going to want to show, it's going to go and do so. This, and therefore, the same thing is true over here. Listen carefully. It's true, Yaakov himself would have been willing to accept the Ratzon of Hashem. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not want him to be Menachem. He did not want him to be consoled. Why not? Yosef is only saved as long as Yaakov did not give up hope. For as long as Yaakov would not give up hope, Yosef was going to survive. How do I know this? So I'm running out of time, but I want to share with you a couple of proofs. One proof is, one proof is the following. Says the Gemara in Sota, we're familiar with it because Rashi quotes it. When he's confronted with Ashes Potiphar. And Rashi says, by the way, that Yosef was prepared to go in there and consummate this act. He was ready to give in to his Yetzirah. What stopped him? He saw the Demusta Yukno. He saw his father's image that prevented him from giving in. Why all of a sudden now, out of nowhere, did he see the image of his father? So listen to the word that the Sivashalm says. Shazah Hayom Yaakov. It was only because there was this spiritual connection that existed between Yaakov and Yosef. Yaakov would have been willing to accept the Ratzon of Hashem and been willing to console himself. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood that if Yaakov had given up on Yosef, Yosef would not have survived. It was only because Yaakov, by virtue of the Ratzon of Hashem, did not give up on Yosef, that Yosef was able to repel Ashes Potiphar. Shezeh Yaakov HaEzkashus Yaakov. Had Yaakov given up, ultimately Yosef would have given in. Why? 
Right? We know, and he gives the examples that basically Yaakov and Yosef had this rope that was attached to them. And because Yosef held on to the rope that, I, that Yaakov sent him, and Yaakov was not willing to throw the rope, rope, rope away, it's only because of that that Yosef was able to survive. And then Siva Shalom says, that's shot in this entire conversation. Yosef wasn't saying, Ani Yosef ha'od avichai is a question. Yosef wasn't saying ha'od avi as opposed to avinu because he was somehow discounting the relationship that his brothers had with his father. Do you know what Yosef was saying? Yosef was saying to his brothers, the only reason I survived in Mitzrayim is because ha'od avichai, my father never gave up on me. My father refused to be consoled. My father refused to cut that cord, to cut that rope. The only reason I was able to survive through all these trials and tribulations was because ha'od avichai, it's true he's all of our fathers, but my father never gave up on me. He maintained that kesher. He maintained that connection. He maintained that bond, that spiritual connection that existed throughout the last 22 years. And it's only because of that, that unsevered tie, that bond that continued to exist. And by the way, what does Yosef do when he sends back to let his father know that he's still alive? He sends back the Egla Rufa to demonstrate that that bond of learning, that bond of spirituality of Ruchnius had never been severed. What Yosef was saying was, Ha'od Avichai, is my father still alive? Meaning, my father is still alive. That's what's my, been my lifesaver. That's been my life raft. Ha'od Avi, my father, and that Kesher. It's a powerful lesson in understanding that when we have relationships, certainly with other people and with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that as long as we continue to ensure that that bond has not been severed, as long as we continue to ensure that there's no disconnect, people don't give up on us, the Ribbono Shalom doesn't give up on us, and therefore we can't give up on ourselves. Yosef is demonstrating by those words that he knows that the only reason he ultimately was saved was solely and simply, because my father never gave up on me. My father always maintained that connection. My father always ensured that that tie had never been severed. And the result of that was, Ha'od Avi, not Avinu, Avi Chai, to understand that the same way my father didn't give up on me, I was able to survive, to navigate these uncharted territories, these waters that have been in unprecedented times of both the years of, of, of plenty and the years of famine. And we are to learn from this that we have to continue to ensure the bonds that we have, both with our fellow Jews and of course with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Amir Tashem, if we do so, we can say the words Ha'od Avi Chai as well, that our father Avinu Shabbat Shamayim is alive and well, both in terms of his existence and in our relation with him, relationship with him. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.